This week on Zen and Not Zen, Pro Time Edition. I was listening to this guy named Charles Eisenstein talking the other day, and I fucking love this guy. He's one of the mm-hmm. best philosophers, big mind, love the guy. And, uh, and he was going on this diatribe about like um, the body and, and you know us as humans. And he's yeah. like, we're always like my body, my body. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is my? Mm. It's me. This is all me. If this is my body, this shows possession of. And if it's I'm all of me, then what the fuck am I? What is my? What is? Oh, I'm like oh, oh. I never thought about that. It's As just like one an of those... ext- like an like a separate entity, right? Oh, it's like my shit. brain controls my body, or my head controls my body. No, it's kind of like, like no, it's oh. just he is I and I am, I am him. Slim there are many like it, but this one is not. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I did not know the second part. That's fuck, dude. I, I mean, that's not a hard one, but I'm just really glad you got it. Yeah, yeah. Bro time. Bro time. Do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck We're it. I'll write it. it. We'll do it live. This thing sucks. <laughs> this thing sucks. I'll write it and we do it live. We'll do right. it live. There you go. Welcome back to Bro Time. We're fucking doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Starting off talking shit with the Bill O'Reilly vibes. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was like Inside Edition. Did you ever watch Inside Edition? Oh, I yeah. mean, I feel like, like it current was... Affair. Yeah. Did you ever watch oh, a current, yeah. Affair? current Affair? Current Affair. Affair. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's when a current affair covers it. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. fuck. Whoa. As long as that lady in that blazer doesn't show up on my front porch asking me for an interview. <laughs> I feel like current affair was like the original TMZ. Like yeah, it was the current, TMZ yeah, it really of was, the, it really the was 90s. A current affair. Yeah. Shit. I wonder why they haven't rebooted that yet. They should. I mean, yeah. is that just basically reality TV? I guess, now? yeah. Or just yeah, like yeah, Us Weekly. Yeah, yeah, current, a, yeah, or TMZ. I mean, Current Affair wasn't it basically like gossip shit. Yeah. It and was like, just kind of trash news. A, a trash news. For the drama like, of but it. But Harrison yeah. Ford's filming a new movie. They would do shit like that. Right. This is pre-internet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like oh, the internet made, mo- let's be honest, that shit wasn't necessary anyway. But internet, before E. Internet yeah. made that yeah. shit redundant as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, I think Entertainment Tonight, e. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking E. Oh, e. Back yeah. In the day. Dude, E was the shit back in the day when it had like E True Hollywood Stories and stuff. I used to watch the fuck out of E True Hollywood Stories. Good programming. All the same with like VH1 Behind the Scenes. Behind the music, yeah. Behind the music. You know what I had completely forgot about that I watched all the time was True Life on MTV. Oh yeah, that documentary series and the one that stands out above all others. When I think of True Life, I think of True Life. I'm having plastic surgery, and it was the guy who needed, wanted, not needed, calf implants, and he was the biggest asshole. And he's like a big uh, bodybuilder, and he had these teeny tiny little calves, and he was so insecure about them. And then I just remember him hobbling in his hotel room to get the takeout. Uh, and he could not put his heels down. And I just, re- I, like, the one time I've worked out <laughs> and had a sore calf, and I was just like, I feel that pain. Yeah. I feel that pain of not being able to put your heel down when you walk on your little tippy toes. Calf implants. Oh, you got yeah. calf? And I've never heard of calf. Yeah, calf implants. implants. calf implants. And yeah. when he got them, they didn't look any, like, they looked a little different. Yeah. But my goodness. Well, it's like, what are we, I mean. Oh, yeah, it's like, no, it's like, if you get fake tits, like, make it Yeah, known. if I'm going through make it. Make it known. Yeah, if I'm getting calf <laughs> fucking implants. Fucking unnatural. Put fucking... some double Ds on my calves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't D's. want I'm these like, little. Yeah, exactly. I just want a slight like, ridge. Yeah, with the, with, with the, the lip injections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going for it, go for it. Oh, yeah, man. I want to I see the veins, too. I want yeah, the exactly. calf to have veins, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's gnarly. 
I don't know about those implants shit, man. Like yeah. anything can be implanted now. Yeah. Like there's a cat guy that does all, like he's doing like <gasps> oh, facial yes. tattoos and then piercings and then he's got like ridges put up above his eyebrows and yeah. like all this weird, like not weird, but it's just it, different. Yes. Interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, like human dysmorphia. Yeah, the stuff, yeah. the implants in the face with the horns and all of that stuff. Yeah. I read Those about are, yeah. I read about a guy like 25 years ago, and this was in Maxim magazine. So you oh, know, okay, like okay. so yeah. legit source. It's like a current affair yeah. publication. <laughs> yeah. I probably read that one. Read it for the article. <laughs> uh, but this guy who got breast implants as a bet, and his friend bet him he couldn't live a year with breast implants. I'll need to follow up on this. Uh, you should, I, I'm going to need to follow up. His friend bet him a hundred thousand dollars that he couldn't have breast implants for a year. And he did, and he kept them after the year because he got, like, so much women with him and shit, and he was, like, really popular. I mean, that is law of attraction right there. You want boobies, have boobies. <laughs> that is kept the them. ultimate so the funniest shit. Attraction. The funniest shit is, so, it was a very small article, wow. but it had a photo of him with his shirt what off. What size were they? They were they were good size. I mean, I would, you know, probably a C or like a full, a full Cause B. Because women that have full mastectomies and have to get implants, they have to have expanders to prep the skin for the implants. Yeah. Because if you're flat, completely have no muscle or, or fat right. there anymore, there's no skin to work with. So, so they showed a photo of him with his shirt open and whatnot and because it was a topless photo, they put stars on his nipples. <laughs> so I couldn't actually tell you like... Free you the know, nipple. Even though traditionally... Nipple. Nipple, but God see, damn it. But see, that's the thing, though. Even though it was a man, and traditionally men can be the first time a man off. has a man's nipple has been censored. Fuck. Wow, yeah. man, that's there some groundbreaking go. shit. My, wow. my my love for nostalgia is probably gonna. I'm gonna write a book about this revelation here about about we need male, to touch base with this male guy. censorship in 1998. <laughs> like, dude, they were treading on us then. They've been treading on us now, bro. <laughs> Don't tread on my tits. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. You guys go ahead and take away that topic. Yeah. I'm gonna look up that. I'm gonna say just Max and breast implant guy. Yeah, right. we Where are they up. now? Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, while Robin looks up that uh, interesting topic, our topic today is uh, trash talking or mm-hmm. shit talking mm-hmm. and uh, benefits of or the hazards of. Yes. And uh, and so you know, I was actually I actually did a little research on this one. Oh, I'm so excited know. to hear everything um, I have to say about it. And uh, the you know, it's it's good to always have like a definition, you know, just so we all know what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. everybody's had trash talking. There are different levels of trash talk. There are most intention, definitely. emotion. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, Passive yeah. trash talking, mm-hmm. very active trash talking. Uh, but it's defined as uh, a boastful remarks about oneself or disparaging remarks about another. Boastful. Yes. So, like, so amping talking, yourself up yep. is trash talk? Totally. In a, in, oh, in a, like, okay. Yeah, look got at it, me. Got hey, it, got it. You'll never be as good as me. Po- kind of thing, I was or, like, that's know. a positive affirmation. What if I'm just trying to feel better about myself? And so that's all good, right? <laughs> okay, it's, I all think right. the intention. It's okay. a right, 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 yeah. right. All right. Got it. Robin, I think Robin's got a, something here. This is an article in 2015. So that article was back in 1996 when the bet is. The article was in 98. He had two 38Cs <gasps> He has them at this 19 that's years That's probably late. what I am now. Like, that's 19 years later. So when this was written, he still had them. No! Wow. He's come to like his surgically automated set so much that 19 years Get later it. they firmly in place. Hell yeah, bud. Wow. Yep. Proud of you. Oh, right. of course he's got a Wikipedia. Oh, the how person, can he not? He's a Canadian gambler by the name of Brian Zembic. So there we go. I've done my he, fucking only zen, a gambler zen would have accepted that. Bet. Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> right, yeah, right. just like this. High stakes gambler <laughs> specializing in blackjack, but this is the best part. 
and backgammon. I don't fucking remember how to play backgammon, but how the fuck do you gamble on back? Well, you can gamble on anything. Do they have them at casinos? I've never, I've never been like, I've been to a casino and played like Casino War. Do you remember Vegas Vacation where Chevy Chase had to go to that off, that off-brand casino and they had all the games that they were in? Yeah, like guess the number. Yeah, fucking dudes like four. That's right. It's four. Good to know about, uh, what was his name again? Brian, Brian Zembic. Brian, Brian Zembic. Glad you're doing American, well. American, Canadian hero, Brian Canadian Zembic. Hero. He's probably at the Ottawa American inspiration. Right now. He's probably yeah, in his truck is. fucking burning <laughs> diesel fuel in Ottawa. That's, you know what? If you show up to a blackjack game with a full, a full C, that, I feel like that would throw off other players and work in your favor as a professional poker player. Probably. So, I mean, he's a lot of positives. You know, what's funny is, back to the topic, is people like me would sit there and talk shit to Brian Zembek over this bar bet, and he seemed to carved out quite a career for himself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So there it is. Yep. So, uh, I mean... I think we all talk shit in our own ways. I've gotten, or have talked shit. I've, I still obviously do it. I mean, shit, we could listen to the intro of what this podcast <laughs> was. Like, oh, I've got to do that. But, like, I definitely have learned to stop doing it to people I don't know. Took yeah. me a while to learn that. <clears throat> yeah, well, we all got to learn our own ways, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's just become such a part of our culture. Like, yeah. it's in everything. It's in politics. It's in law. It's in friendships. It's mm-hmm. in family. It's- and it can also be, like, an, an endearment. Like yeah. if you're like kind of trash, not, I guess, but I don't know if that could be considered trash talk, but I feel like when you're in a group of friends that are really close or family, that's like, you can kind of rip on each other a little yep. bit yep. and it's, I don't know. Well, yeah. I always, I always reference that meme of like the soldier in Afghanistan and it shows all the family, like we miss you, come home safe. And then the guy at the end, and it's just a die homo and it's like friends best friend right (laughs) see that's how you know but i think a lot of that's cultural now like we've just come to that point to where that's accepted you know where you're now accepted in the group when we can talk shit to you and know that you can take it yeah but there is like there you know because i've talked about this with friends before and there is a a level of you know especially when we're growing up and Mm -hmm. i don't say i don't think that like talking shit is the right thing to say uh the term for it but like we when we're growing up, our egos are really fucking strong. Yeah. And some, we need to really understand. the world understand, hasn't beaten them out of you yet. Well, you know, like, yes, you're great. Yes, you're an amazing person. Yes, you have a lot of these skills. But we also sometimes can get a little grandized. You yeah. Know? So uh-huh. there are. That's, I think millennial that's why, children. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's sometimes like family talking shit, you mm-hmm. know, like brother, sister, sibling stuff. Because like put them in our place kind of idea can be seen mm-hmm. as beneficial. But again, like. <clears throat> Maybe if we learned a different way to embrace that love that that person has for themselves, but also find a way to to show the appreciation of it, yeah. the respect of it, and yeah. not just let it go to their head. Right. Because we all are beautiful individuals. You know, yes. we have all these talents and amazing stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah. But shit talking, like I think Muhammad Ali is one of the 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 people that like really brought shit talking to the mainstream back in the 60s and 70s when he was mm. when he was uh, boxing pretty, pretty awesome yeah man. right you know and that was his thing he fucking put out a, a goddamn record back then of hidden of, of beat poetry of yeah. him just talking shit yeah like well, i was gonna say even in hip-hop culture like it's it's so prevalent but it's more of oh. like uh 
it can be used like the self boasting, the yeah, like empowerment, power. taking your own power. Remember that in... show on MTV yeah. with Wilmer Valderrama? Where oh yeah, they would like rap at each other. Oh and it my was, like, god! A shit I don't remember what it was called, but oh, he's like, what was he'd that? be like, yo. You really came with that second verse <laughs> where you were talking shit about his mom. Thanks, Wilmer. Oh, God. Yeah. And that's a, that's the thing. It's like there's so much cultural right. around yeah. trash talking now. Yeah. Like sports. Sports. Right. I mean, that's basically right. what sports is, is trash talking. And not taking it. And you can say things on the field or on stage that you maybe wouldn't say in real life because it's like a part of the art or a part of the sport. So right. like, or it's a... Uh, it's the motivator for right. sports teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of motivation that can be seen behind trash talking, you know, from, you know, talking to, you know, uh, you know, depleting somebody else's ego while yeah. building yourself up, yeah, getting in somebody's head, you know, yeah. all that shit. But you know, there's just, I don't know. There's well, like, and also in the gay community, uh, like especially drag culture, mm-hmm. like reading somebody, it is because drag queens were, um, or uh, transgender individuals were having people, uh, heterosexual people, having hate come from them. So they took that hate and they grew it into a term of endearment when Mm. they read each other. Like, I am able to read another person from the gay community um, out of a ter- out of an endearment thing and we make it into comedy or we make it into right. a positive thing be- and we're turning that hate that we're getting from the outside world into something beneficial. But even then, like, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than a roast. Like, oh, watching yeah, a roast, like, even the best of the best and it could be the funniest, but it's it still inside Ross, of me of, like... The reason why we know <gasps> who Jeff Ross is. Oh, that Ann Coulter roast. Like, even... <laughs> Pamela Anderson one oh, was the, good too. Hands down, best one. Hands yeah. down, that one was the best one. But it it just it still there, it pings something inside of me that's like, oh no, I don't like it. But then Andy up. Samberg came to a roast one time and said nothing but wonderful things, but said it in a voice of like talking shit, that's, and it was the most genius <laughs> thing I have ever seen. I'm like, that is how you roast. That is exactly how it's you like roast between somebody. Between two ferns. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Between two ferns. That's so good. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Fuck. God, he is So hilarious. I think like trash talking in that sense of when you can turn real life hate and take it into your culture, whatever that may be, whether it's LGBTQ or yeah. um, people of color, like you can turn it into a beneficial way of that, way, you know. Or um, Yeah, you're basically yeah. disarming them by right. making disarming. it something Great positive. Word. That's yeah. exactly what I was trying to say. And well, a lot of uh, a lot of trash talking, well, maybe not now because we're becoming a little more aware of the words and the power of them, but mm-hmm. back when, especially when I was growing up in the 90s, a lot of trash talking was misogynistic or homophobic. Yes, yes. You know, right. I remember, um, you know, the, the term gay just being thrown around all the time is just like a don't be bad or, yeah, you know, like the die homo reference I said, like, right. you it's know, a certain, five minutes ago. Yeah. But it's not even like, it wasn't even like that long ago. It's like when I, I mean, I'm younger than you, I'm 30, almost gonna be 35, but like, even when I was in so middle young. school, like, so, so young, so, so much potential. God, do you remember what it was like back then, dude? Uh, yeah. MySpace days. Ah, oh, shit. But yeah, dude. like, it's, it's only recently that we're really starting to like edge it out of our culture. So I feel like trash talking might be the next thing that is slowly I, going I to. I forget about the, the the blatant misogyny and homophobia that went on, and like the way you would try to sh- talk shit or slam oh, yeah. someone in the mid nineties. Go like a girl. Oh, so you know, there's like so many like oh fucking wear to dress like all these things right. about like good one like, like yeah it just doesn't uh, yeah 
compute these days. No, it doesn't. doesn't hit the same. It doesn't, but it's getting very different now because I think a lot of trash talking is done through social media. Well, dude, all these fucking kids you know, like I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not much of a video gamer, but I sure as oh, shit yeah. don't, oh. fuck, I, I sure as shit don't fuck around with that online stuff because I don't play the games enough to get good enough, and I just know that it's just shit talking. Yeah, right. I know what I would be yeah. doing if I was on that shit. Yeah, I'd be right. talking shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I just. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to get pissed off at some nine-year-old in Toledo, Ohio, for just whooping my ass at some fucking game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How do you talk shit knowing that kid's nine years old on the other side? Right. It's probably easier. Well, I've seen some <laughs> pretty just ruin funny. His life. You just ruin his life. <laughs> just cool all his dreams right well, here. Well, you guys have seen that movie Good Boys, right? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the little kids? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen that it's one, but I know, one. yeah. The burns, it's like, that's not a good burn. Saying your, saying your dad has to take the train to train to work because he has two, du, two DUIs, that's a good burn. <laughs> well, even Judd Apatow movies like that came out in 2009. I watched Knocked Up again recently, and I was I'm like, woof. S- like, some of that does not hold up. I did not yeah. enjoy that one as much as I wanted I didn't wanted either, to. and it, ugh, it, I enjoyed it less rewatching it because I did not enjoy Catherine Heigl's character. Um, you, you, know, good, you good? How those pants? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Judd Apatow movies. So through the joys of radio, I should probably inform you that <laughs> you Adam okay? has about a the most flammable pants on. He has way. about a dime-sized hole in his pants <laughs> that's roughly about the size of a let's just say a cigarette ash. Just say a, a jazz cigarette <laughs> ash. Jazz cigarette. So Adam had this jazz cigarette in his hand. I can't tell you how many those sweatpants are nice, I've those, ruined. Those are nice ass pants. They are. Oh, actually, I got, I got pants on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. You know, it was yeah. meant to happen. Those like, are the dude, podcast pants. Oh, that was really funny. Oh. Dude, that straight up burnt the hole. <laughs> yeah, burnt the hole right through. I'm like sitting here having the conversation. I'm like, oh, yeah. The Ooh, thing is like, hot, oh, hot. wow. What's that? Oh, my God. There's a hole. Oh, and then it went down back behind oh, my God. knee. Oh, God. So that's why I stood up. I was trying to like smoosh it out. Fan the flames. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh God. Went out. yeah, went yeah. out. So, Cherry's on. I'm just going to put my, there you my, go. You're good. my cardigan over the hole. Slashing it accidentally. Yeah, cigarette. <laughs> oh, man. I have so many pants and sweatshirts with holes in them. So many Red Hook sweatshirts with holes in them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought uh, I was past those days, but apparently not. No, it's good. It Keeps you young. Keeps yep. you young. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, like, even as recent as, like, 2009, 2010, watching... 2012 movies like only recently i feel like did we start to get our shit together like you <laughs> like yeah, there's I mean, uh, all kinds of gay references and like just shit that if it came out today it would not be seen that right. way as funny i used to actually keep a list on my phone of of um shit talking phrases that i would hear and be mm. like oh mm-hmm. can't wait to use that on somebody yeah. yeah and i would like have a list of those you know because <laughs> yeah. it was like it was funny literally you had know? in your back pocket and yeah. i when i when i actually started you know going through my my changes and trying to clean up my life a little bit i found that and i was like i laughed at it and i've ruminated about like yeah. deleting that but i'm like i can't have that anymore i don't yeah. want to be that you right know? Yeah. Wait, 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 but so there you, was one that delete was him? yeah i did but i remember ah. one i remembered one okay, okay thank hit it, god hit it, hit it and it was a <laughs> Is a woman talking to, uh, talking shit, or sorry, yeah, a woman talking shit to a man saying, I'm going to fuck your dad and give him the son he really wanted. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, ga- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That is the ultimate burn yeah. and one that will 
pleased me for a, a long time to come. Really? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a harsh one. Still a lot of times has a woman willingly have sex with a senior citizen and then having his kid. <laughs> and then, you know, going through all the body all changes. All the trauma, so, all, the physical all, and emotional yeah, trauma. You know, of bringing that child to term. <laughs> to being. Then, then, you know... Then now you're also making a leap about your own ability to raise a kid, too. <laughs> this is all based off, you know, some kid who said, fuck you on Call uh-huh. of Duty. It's a lot and see, of that's layers. exactly right. If we could unpack the shit talking, like, there's not, a, there, it's like very, there's not a lot of reality to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's but, like that Kirby enthusiasm where Larry David opens the Spite store, the coffee shop right next to Mocha Joe's, Latte Larry's. <laughs> I <didn't laughs> the Spite coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. It's good work. Oh, man. But, you know, I think, you know, things like shit talking where it's become so accepted, Mm. one of the problems that we have now is people are having a hard time being vulnerable because they're afraid of the backlash. Right. Even to the point of celebrities. So, you know, say what you want, but Kanye West, Will Smith, Tyrese, all came out at some point in time over the past five years and had an emotional moment on camera. Oh, my God. With an interview of some sort. All we want is is men to be more in touch with their emotions. And then when a man is in touch with his emotions in an authentic way, Mm -hmm. he gets ripped to fucking shreds. Yep, there's memes made about him now. Michael Jordan crying. Crying Jordan. I was just like, crying Jordan. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's so hard because there's a lot of work. Like, I'm part of a men's group right now, sitting in a men's group. And uh, in hearing a lot of these men have the same issues with being vulnerable and yeah. not being the breadwinner and the provider and all yeah. these things that we're like, quote unquote, taught to be. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be that. Nobody expects us to be that. But we're still expected in some psychological level to be right. that. Yeah. And when we're not, we get fucking made fun of. Right. I, like, I think I would vibe pretty hardcore with being a house husband. I think I would. I would be bored. I would definitely be bored. You'd kill it. But I think I could fucking definitely, you know, and yeah. again, now I'm going to broad brush here. But I don't think I would, and not, not, not to discredit the people in your group's struggles and whatnot, but yeah. I could definitely, you know, and believe me, I'm fucking insecure. I could definitely wrap my head around making sure that house is fucking clean. And just like, you know, <laughs> like, house is clean. I would need to learn how to cook. But like, literally, I mean, it's that's yeah. all you got to fucking do? Well, let's not say all that. You know, there's a lot house that goes husband, into dude. That. I'd be the shit. There's a lot that be goes the into scheduling, it. Organize the Sega labor. Genesis cartridges. <laughs> look, look, honey, now they're color coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> Alphabetized yesterday, color today. Yeah, you're welcome. Exactly. And then we can switch it back. I mean, I'd run out of projects after day three. <laughs> but I do, back to the original point, I do understand that, like, that's, we're not wired to do that. Like, that is traditionally even, you know, I won't say it was raised that way, but that was the kind of the social norm was that yeah, there's dude a lot of goes away with a fucking lunch pail in his hand and a fucking hat, puts it on the fucking thing when he gets home, puts the coat on the thing. How was work, honey? Yep. Well, and just like empowering, like how we empower women that, you know, some women want to be mothers and, you know, be housewives or, you know, that that's what their heart is telling them. That's equally as feminist as a woman who does not want that and wants yeah. to be in the workforce. And I feel like men are only given one choice. Like you are, you know, uh, yeah. Where's, where's my like house husband liberation. Well, and that's where a lot of the issues with misogyny and aggression and, you know, dare I say like gun violence, domestic mm-hmm. violence, there is something <clears throat> within that is rebelling against what your surroundings are and, right. and getting in touch with, you know, who you are and what you want as a human being is only going to help our society. And so we need to allow space for men to do that mm-hmm. 
And I understand the frustration of, you know, the backlash and, you know, you know, possibly having negative things coming back to you. And that's all real. Um, but just having compassion, like we're asking what we are asking of men to evolve to, we have to give space for that to happen. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Carl Jung talks a lot about, um, uh, archetypes. Mm -hmm. That's one of the bases of his psychology. And, uh, one of the archetypes that he uh, focused on was the, uh, the King archetype. So Mm -hmm. there's masculine and feminine archetypes. That doesn't mean that you know, I'm a man, so I only have masculine, yeah, just you know, masculine and feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the, the King archetype is, um, the, uh, the balanced King archetype is the, the equanimous ruler, right? He sees, make sure everything is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the good, the bad, the indifferent, everything's balanced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in the shadow side of that, uh, which is a lot of the opinion of where we're at right now, you have the, the tyrant, Mm-hmm. Right. And that's basically where we're at. We're the, you know, the, the, the masculine archetype, that masculine just shadow side is you do what I say. Right. Um, and, and there's that, that aggression behind it. And that, that's, there's a lot of that toxicity behind yeah. that trash talking, yeah. which leads to that masculine dominance, even so much so that it's not even just, you know, and it, again, archetypes aren't, aren't gender specific, but now you start to see the the queen archetype mm-hmm. or the 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 um, the shadow side of the king archetype and a lot of feminine right. and a lot of females right now right. because it's it's needed to be brought up to raise to that level right. of toxicity right and it's just so tough to be at that level now we need to start toning that back down nothing brings more aggression out in me and, and is being put in a life that I don't want to be living right so that for me will bring up a lot of aggression and that is a human thing mm-hmm. so like with men exploring sexuality, with men exploring, um, you know, outside the societal norms of what people think men should be doing. Like it's, it, it, it affects how you react to things coming at you and Mm -hmm. the world coming at you. And that is, uh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. More prepared we can be. Mm -hmm. And the more compassion. And that is someone who, you know, has, uh, come from raging, still raging feminist, but like trying to be more compassionate with what I'm asking for or of men, mm-hmm. like if, and not coming at it in an, Oh, I'm going to eat my words here. Try not to come at it in a place of frustration and anger, but coming from a solution oriented rather than a fuck the problem. This is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong with what I think you're doing and coming it in in an aggressive, but like using that same energy for what I wish to see in a solution. So I wish to see more, uh, emotions, more in touch with men, more, uh, compassion from them. So if I want more compassion from them, I need to be giving more compassion to them, but not so much that I am allowing, um, like an open door for, you do you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, definitely. uh, There's still, still hold, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah. Boundaries. Right. Just understanding kind of what you're saying and not trying to take away from any of that. It's like, kind of like, and I noticed there's men's circles and whatnot. It's just kind of like dudes have had the run of it for a long time. Why the fuck do we even give a shit about like how guys are feeling about this? Like right. in, in the scheme of things, like to back to your point, yeah. it's like, 
been asleep at the switch forever and there's a lot of shit bad and wrong and that's not all just general that's not just on men and shit right. but it's just like really at the end of the day we've had the fucking good run of it like while yeah. i make the joke about the house husband and shit the theoretical wife in this scenario gets mm-hmm. paid 18 percent less right. than i do there are undeniable you know, so it's like that that's the fuck thing and that's right. the bigger thing it's right. like I can make these jokes all you want, but it's just like, who gives a fuck what I think about all this shit? Because at the same day, it's just like, I'm still way ahead of the game. Right. There's a a level of privilege that men will have over women. There is inherent white privilege that I will always have over people of color and acknowledging that, but also creating a space for myself to learn to stick my foot in my mouth because this is how I am going to evolve past where I am and I want to keep evolving and not being afraid of sticking my foot in my mouth and being okay with when I do that, someone coming to me and saying, Hey, that was not okay. Or, and I feel like we need to create, uh, or men need to be able to do that for themselves too. So when someone, when you are in a growing space as a man and you're afraid of that negative backlash, viewing it not as negative backlash, but as a, this is a teaching moment for me to take in to take what I can from it and use it in a positive way going forward well, rather than like, I don't want any negativity coming from well, me, coming around me. Cause that's know, not I mean, how we grow. We right. can air quote frame it, frame it any way we want. You know, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, shit talking is still shit talking. Yeah. It's, you know, that's why we do the compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if I'm getting off subject, but, uh, that's all I have. No. But there's a, but there's, a, there's, a, you know, to your point, they're both your points actually. You know, yes, the especially white male has had it very good for a very long time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that all the white males that live in this doesn't mean place, we don't right? have problems. Right. So right. There's, right. there's a shift, right? right? And there's right. that that shift that now we, you know, we become allowant of more vulnerability, yeah. which downplays the shit talking because now we accept and we understand because now we can empathize and we can see that, okay, you're crying because that was emotional and Mm -hmm. you can now feel the time where you had an emotion that was like, Oh shit, man, I didn't have a chance to cry. I'm Mm going to support this brother, sister, whoever, while they're crying. Instead of I never got a chance to cry. So you don't get a chance to cry. Exactly. Man up kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. So that, and that's that shift. And we hold space as that shift happens and, and hopefully create the container to where, we can not meet ignorance with aggression. Right. Or defensiveness. Yeah. Like, and I think especially with white people, white Mm -hmm. women, Oh my God, the defensiveness from white women speaking as a white woman, when you are, you know, trying to figure out your own white privilege, it's, uh, you need to drop that defensiveness. Yeah. Like, because we have had it a lot better for a long time. So Uh just shifting your perspective on what you want your, end result to be do you want to grow as a human being or are you just doing it so you just aren't getting anyone yelling at you or calling you a Karen like if that's your end game then you're going to be very defensive right videos I've seen of white women uh with uh usually younger gentlemen at skate parks I've not seen (laughs) not seen (laughs) here's the thing what I I I I I have a reddit I have a login I have a comment I lurk on reddit I lurk on reddit like a motherfucker and that's what the term is lurking I think. Yeah, lurking. Anyway, white women and skateboarders just not, it's not a harmonious relationship. It never has been. Yeah. But, uh, and I mean, shit, early college humor days, I would see videos of this, but it seems. It's just the micromanaging of other people. And that, when I am in that headspace, because I have been in that headspace of like, I don't get to do the thing that I want to do. 
fuck you for doing this thing that's against the rules. I have to follow the rules, so that right. means you have to follow the rules. And yeah, that's when the I, Karen moments was, pop out. But that upset. stems from an insecurity and an unhappiness right. in a in a personal choice that I, or a personal life that I am living that has nothing to do with these poor skateboarders. Yeah, like you know, the COVID quarantine, I kind of had a little bit of opinions along the lines. Well, of, we all did because we're all cooped up. You know what I well, mean? Okay, like, so present company was cooped up. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was I wasn't yeah. kicking it with you. Yeah, I was barely like we didn't hang out for months for a while yeah and like when we did it was like we did we just we hung out outside and shit and all this rightfully so and stuff but it was like i got very frustrated with that whole you know yeah you you know Mm -hmm. not reading the no skateboarding sign to use that narrative but it's just like yeah i got very pissed off yes exactly but you feel like so much is out of your control so this is one tiny thing that i can maybe maybe get some validation or something to feel a little bit better that's so hard with that stuff too, because like there's, I mean, even though there's, you know, guidelines or rules or whatever that's put out there, yeah, there's still seven and a half billion people in this world, and we're all going to interpret those guidelines and have different ways. I mean, of acknowledging that like, you are never going to oh, be like able to control anyone drugs, but dude. yourself war is a big drugs. pill to swallow. Like yeah. I have to be okay with not be okay, but I have to be at peace with the fact that I cannot control anybody's actions. I can do my best to educate. I can do my best to set a good example. I can do my best to, uh, to do anything, but I cannot make someone do something. Yeah. And the anger that I felt about anti-maskers at the beginning, I have now, and just like, does it, bother me or you know yes for these reasons but i no amount of me being pissed off about it is going to make them do anything different right and all i can do is what i can do right and at this point we have all the information that we need like and if and that is that is accepting that people have the freedom to make their own choices there you go. That was good. Growing up. It's so hard for me. But it just is. like, but all, is, all it's doing is pissing me off. Living it, in it, Seattle it, it, and then it going over the nothing. mountain. Going over the mountains to central Washington. Yes. Slightly different vibe, but obviously that's the thing. We're just going going to Tennessee with Mandy. Like, oh, I just yeah. had to Bow mentally shabow. prepare. I had to mentally prepare oh. myself for the gay shit. Oh, my God. For the anti vax, for the anti mask. Did you get any of that? You know. See, there's an important thing we, you gotta ask. We do, but it, it is not where her parents are. Her parents are close to Nashville, and Nashville is slowly becoming more yeah, open, so, progressive. Yeah. A friend of mine but called when we were in Pigeon Forge, we there. That I, sounds just Pigeon Forge is like if um, Leavenworth was owned by Walmart. Oh. <laughs> so like it is, it is the getaway for. A certain, ty- a certain type of person and very conservative, very Republican. And it is um, not, I reached for Mandy's hand and she immediately slapped it away. And that was, she's like, this is the one place where I just, I do not feel safe doing it right here. And I was like, that is, thank you for letting me know. Just Good things that I, I don't yeah. know where See, I am. She knows where she is. So, so like, I can understand like, mm-hmm. you know, gearing up for that, but in your experience with the, outside of the, the example of you two not being your true self because yeah. you're in that part of Nashville or yeah. whatever, did you experience any kind of shit? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying it's important whether or not you did or did not. No, no. So that's and, cool. Yeah, no, it's great. Because it, I would have had the same thing. It's just like you expect a guy with a spittoon when you get off the Right, plane. exactly. That's not, that's not. And adjusting my <laughs> own I expectations and too. I pissed off the entire state of Tennessee. Yeah. If I Nashville, just like you said, what? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, motherfucker? <laughs> He's talking shit. 
about yes. Nashville yes, calling it Trashville. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's just so it's become part of our just common vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my I can I, so my younger brother will walk through the house and just like flip me off. Right. Just randomly. But that's yeah. like a hug. Right, exactly. Right. You know, it's that's different. brotherly love, but right. at the same time, that's also shit talking right. that we've just become accustomed to. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, there was a survey done. Um, uh, I think a thousand different workers were, uh, were surveyed. And uh, over that, like 61% said that there is trash talking in their office place at any point in time. Yeah. Um, it's a regular thing in the workplace. Yeah. It's yeah, almost what would the be in restaurants? restaurants it's very well now now there's 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 actually kind of a rubber band correction with that okay especially in well it's it, it's more come along lines of like harassment from a sexual aspect there's yeah. been a couple you know highfalutin chefs in the pacific northwest that have been kind of disgraced as of late because of the culture and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah. Right. um and i'm not trying to be dismissive well we've that. talked about restaurant culture before it's like, fucking it's insane v- yeah it's very toxic yeah very toxic like, yeah. first shit day when yeah. i first started working at restaurants like yeah yeah i was like oh, that's how you get it that's fuck. how you know that you get initiated though almost yeah. like it's that initiation <laughs> of uh my first day of the melting pot they you told me the fucking melting oh, pot. My, I owned the melting pot. I worked there for like three years. I worked in two different states. I worked in oh, the melting shit. pot in Tucson and I worked in one in Kansas City, Missouri. And I had the most fun probably aside from Red Hook, but it was, I mean, filled with drugs, uh, which is probably why I had so much fun. Melting but my first pot. day of melting pot, they were like, oh yeah, you need to empty the hot water. You need to clean the hot water. Uh, yeah, so you need to empty. So you, it's like you, shit like that yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. The, you, you feel like an idiot, but then you're like, okay, now I'm part of the club. Does melting yeah. pot still exist? I, you know, I think uh, there's still I one Queen Anne, in right? Queen Anne. I think so. I think yeah, Anne. I, I've never I, actually had fondue. I kind of want to go back just because I still know how to make beer cheese. I still know how to make the uh, the cheddar cheese fondue and uh, the green goddess. I used to eat that by the spoonful, but I kind of want to go back just to just to see if it tastes the same. Probably does. Melting pot. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I think benefits of like shit talking is that maybe short term, short term gains yeah. of, uh, I mean, feeling it, like you fit in maybe or it was, see, it's yeah. interesting as I, I, I will, I will thing, say, yeah. I will say it seems like, uh, and I don't know cause I'm, you know, knocking on 40 now, but like, it's seems like it, and believe me, I still talk shit and I still talk a decent amount of shit. So there's not going to be a lot of personal growth on my end post podcast, <laughs> but my point is, is that I think generally people age out of kind of the active yeah. aspect of that because i'm still in restaurants and yeah of course yeah. there's shit talking but it usually is the younger people in their 20s yeah at college age yeah 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 you know believe me i'm not a fountain of maturity at 38 but... <laughs> you will be my son uh-huh oh well you one of the more recent son. like it's not uh, see that's a, that makes it state like it's a goal like okay <laughs> <laughs> we love you just the way you are if yeah, you don't even want to change that's yeah, fine too but fucking, that's fine <laughs> don't broke don't fix uh, it that's uh-huh. right <laughs> Ain't broke. Ain't broke. Yeah, I get your conjecture. Um, and as someone who gets on me, shame, shame on you. I get really easily riled up, so it nice. does not take a lot for me Should once I get in shock? that mindset. I too, I too can to choose to be angry. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I fucking so venting for me. I've learned oh, short term gain, long term. Yeah. It takes me three days to get out of. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so I know, like, venting is great. You get stuff off your chest. For me personally, it puts me in a worse headspace after I'm done because I'm not able to leave it where it lies. Like right. I am constantly thinking about it. So I You're trapped in the story. Yes. Yeah. And especially with like political shit talking with 
right. I know we use comedy and shit talking to kind of feel better about bad things that are happening. And while that for a second might make me feel good, right. it will lead to another thought, which will lead to another thought, which will put me in a rage spiral. So um, that's just, something I've be I just become fucking watch Weekend at Bernie's too. Weekend oh, at Bernie's too. One. I mean, there's some days I cannot watch John Oliver, and I love John Oliver. I think yeah. he's smart. He punches up. It's funny. Yeah. It does make me feel a little bit better about what's going on. But at the end of the day, like there are days where I'm like, I can't touch that show right now. It right. just won't make me feel good. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of had to leave shit talking aside yeah. a while back yeah, yeah. it sucks and I'm i really i tell i that's you know it's funny because that was one of my jokes in the, in the in, when i was still like reminiscent about you know missing about uh, shit talking was i would say you know like i'm really good at being an asshole and it's been a very long time please don't let that guy back out yeah and uh, just no, like I just I don't want that guy back out. Yeah. Like I was. Yeah, really you got good out of restaurants. Shit, and one know? of the things you're like, I got out of restaurants because I, you know, it it, it like panders to the person you're not trying to be. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, streamlined it. It's yeah. just like, you know, com- com- conversely, that's also the person that like we became friends with. You know, or like right, I became yeah. friends with. But that's yeah. not why I'm friends with him. You know what I mean? Like the the and and uh, like I feel like we. That might have been the, the door opening of like, oh, he's cool and he can, you know, yeah, shit talk or whatever. Yeah. But like, that, I'm not friends with Adam because he's the best shit talker. I'm friends with yeah, Adam because point. of how he makes me feel. It makes me feel good. I, he makes me laugh. You make me laugh. And yes, shit talking was a big part of our relationship at Red Hook. But like, I that's not the driving force is why I would want to continue the friendship. When, uh... So is it essential? It's not really essential. Well, well, love you too, Keisha. Yeah, love you too. So... Yeah, I kind of love you. Oh, whatever. Oh, Shut the fuck up, you asshole. But I remember, like, I thought about this when we were talking about talking shit, because I, I remember, like, when we first started working together, it was probably within week two, first time I ever worked with you, and I know you remember this, I walked up to you and Ben, and I'm just like, good morning, bitches. Yep. Like, the first fucking thing I, like, literally, oh, I think ben. that was, like, day two. Yeah. Like, I had gotten out of training, so it was like, I didn't need to, like, follow anyone yeah, around, yeah, yeah. so I was like, all right, cool, we're done. <laughs> well, and Val and I used to leave each other, like, oh, scathing Val. post-its, but that would high, warm my heart. High, high Val shit just deserves this trophy and shit-talking. Four, yeah, four-star general of yeah. shit-talking, that yeah, one. Is. But That's it did, special. it did start the bond. Like, it, it broke down the walls, it made me feel feel like I could be maybe more comfortable with her. And then once those walls were down, there were other things that I wanted from the relationship. But right. like that, that shout was shout out Val. Fucking yeah. Val. Those posts. I still have a post-it note that says, I hope you choke on a bag of dicks so hard that your mascara runs and you look ugly. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I still have it and I will never get rid of it. <laughs> it is so, so good. good. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, just- you know, so, and that's you know that's the thing. It's like some details. See, I would never say something like that. It's so specific <laughs> that I, I was like, "This is a treasure right here. This uh, is something to behold." Kevin Kelly used to leave um, what we called dictures on my <laughs> desk, and oh, there were yeah. post-it Dictures. notes of different dick pics. <laughs> oh and, uh, yeah. So one was like a cockroach. Oh, cockroach! Yes. Uh, the helicopter was oh, one of my favorite. See, ones. But that's creativity. It was you so know? good. It's yeah, imaginative. Totally. I would. I was always knew when Kevin worked because yeah. it would be under my keyboard in the morning. It made I'm me like, smile oh. when Val would leave me a little a exactly. little scathing note on yeah. the daily schedule. Like it was like, oh, Val was thinking of me. That's nice. Oh, I will choke on a bag of dicks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. You Thanks, know, it girl. could be a term of endearment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
But I think it can get out of hand, but, uh, you know, anything can get out of hand, yeah. you know? And I think that's where the relationship comes in. Like, right. you have the relationship set, you know, right. set to where you know that. Yeah. But there's, like, so recently, um, uh, British Airways was trying to do something very nice for London, and they were putting up a, um, a Ferris wheel. I can't remember. There was some... Oh, like the eye? Like yes, the, exactly, the London the eye? eye exactly. Mm-hmm. And there was a deadline, and there was going to be a big, you know, festivities and blah, blah, blah. And turned out they weren't going to hit the deadline. Richard Bronson, the owner of uh, Virgin America, found out and hired a blimp to go over top of the Ferris wheel while it was still under construction with a big-ass fucking sign that says, B.A. can't get it up. You also have to know your audience. Right. You got to read the room. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but it just, again, it aggrandizes right. the shit talking. Yeah, like, right, It just right, makes right. it okay. It's like, look at this eccentric billionaire that has more money than know what to do with. Right. Is now making a sex joke. Right. You know, a phallic right. sex joke. Right. You know, it's like, you know, kids see that and it, it just desensitizes. No, yeah. Knowing your, your privilege, your audience, the room, all comedy golds. Like, right. it. it well, if you were a billionaire, the word, there are just the, things that aren't going to hit the same. Well, the origins <laughs> of the word or the phrase, this sucks, <laughs> we actually really unpack that. It's rooted in fucking homophobia. Right. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, really? There's so much shit that's rooted in, uh, like, so many songs and oh, yeah. phrases rooted in, like, racism uh, yeah, and stuff. Stones, like, the Rolling it's Stones just insane. song, Brown yeah. Sugar, they're like, maybe we shouldn't. Shouldn't have a song about banging like a slave daughter. Or yeah, and yeah. they won't play it anymore. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. I said in '02 when your boy saw him, they played it. '02, <laughs> and of course I wasn't like I know what that means. I was like, hey, they're playing Brown Sugar. No, there there was another like nursery school rhymes, like oh, stuff yeah. like yeah, that. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, things that you shit. think are completely harmless. There's a girl on TikTok that will ruin your entire life. Like at so many little sayings that we have culturally, mm-hmm. so many. Uh, terms so many songs that you just think are just innocent and it's like oh no that was about this thing and you're like my god yeah well i mean just look at the way the house is set up master bedroom master oh my god all that shit yes we still use those terms right exactly yep we just don't oh shit i didn't even Uh think about that that's fucked up yeah education is freedom man knowledge is power damn straight oh Mm -hmm. dude i just call it the big bedroom now yeah, exactly. You know, big I'm kid sure. bedroom. Yep. <laughs> well, Mitch Hedberg had that. It was like, this bedroom has a refrigerator in it. <laughs> I fucking miss Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, I do too. So, um, I mean, I'm trying not to talk shit nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I. That is a recent thing I have within the last year really made a conscious effort to do. And as someone who comedy is a defense mechanism, it is hard. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, not hard. That's probably where it's rooted in. And also, yeah. like with with how I do stand up or improv, uh, like fuck. what what am I saying? What's the butt of the joke? Who Jesus. is the butt of this joke? Um, is there a different way to look at this and still be funny or more positive? Right. And it is, uh, it's a minefield exploring that right now. I could so, imagine. Yeah. So wow. like you know, a good, a good minefield. Yeah. If there See, is one, <laughs> I've never done any kind of stand up, and that probably shows and shit. But my what I'm thinking is like, 
a lot of my humor is always so self-deprecating. How fucking mind... That's how, another thing. How big of a minefield that can do when all you do is shit on yourself Hannah for the sake Gadsby, of making, making other people laugh. Hannah Gadsby yeah. did a special called Nanette. And the first part of her special is comedy. The second part of her special is about just that and how she wants to quit comedy because she refuses to self-deprecate herself anymore because it is detrimental to her mental health. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know how to do comedy because that is her comedy. Yeah. Wow. So, and just exploring that in it blew my mind mind and then it made me want to explore comedy in a way of like am i able to do a stand-up set without being self-deprecating right now i am not and i don't know what that looks like for me in the future Uh, but it is interesting and instead of it being a defeating thing it's been really interesting to explore that like how can i do a comedy bit that is uh unique and still cutting edge and original without it being like a a church comedy set. Like, you know, I still want to be able to be myself, but can I have fun without making fun of myself? Saw that stand-up video you at like the talent show or whatever. Oh, my seventh grade talent show where I did a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up set. Oh, Oh, good for you. I haven't seen that. I want to see that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I still have, I have the VHS. We could watch it one day. I'll bring it over. Oh my God. Yeah, I did a mixture of uh, of, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was seventh grade and then eighth grade. I came back for my reunion tour for the eighth grade talent show and I did a little bit of Jeff Foxworthy bits Oof. in there. And oh, but it was you. the funny Jeff Foxworthy buzz. Nothing redneck or anything I like that. Know, but it was like I, losing a pair of uh you can always lose cheap sunglasses or cheap sunglasses you can't get rid of, but if you have an expensive pair of sunglasses, you'll be gone in like five seconds. hundred percent. But um That was your joke. I, I did that as a like twelve year old. I did a Jerry Seinfeld stand up awesome. set. Yeah. No, but that was the joke. Was the sunglasses joke? Yeah, that, I think that. That yes. was really funny. Did you laugh? I, know. I mean, I didn't do it like I would have normally done it. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a whole yeah. bit of you, like you'd refined your pitch. Pair cheap boats, pair to the bottom. If you're on a cruise ship, first <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses fall off your face, and a diver will come up with the pair of cheap sunglasses. You'll try to throw them over the boat. I'll research it and I'll get back to you and I'll I'll do the whole set All next right. time. I like this. Do the whole set. Yeah. Just, that'll be the, that'll be the I, next bro time. I was time. obsessed bro with stand up comedy when I was in middle school and my dad was like, "You should do like a stand up set for for the talent show." And I was like, oh. "No, I can't because I don't have any jokes." That and he's like, yeah. "Well, just do someone else's jokes. You're twelve. Like no one expects you to have a, a tight ten. And every girl that's singing is going to sing another person's song. So why don't you just tell someone else's jokes? That's it's all about the delivery." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll try it." That's and a really I was a good hit. boy. Good for your dad. Yeah. Wow. That was a very good thing. Singing somebody else's I wouldn't song, recommend yeah. doing it as a 35-year-old doing someone else's jokes, uh, right, but if you're a 12-year-old right, yeah, yeah. listening out there and just want to explore what it feels like. didn't work out for Carlos Mencia. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. no. Too soon? Yeah. Or if you did, talk, George she... Lopez too, right? Oh, fuck. I don't oh, know I about heard that. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. George like Lopez? That. Yeah, yeah, some you can't. Do. You can only do from the oh, age of like ten George, to thirteen. George so Lopez stole the joke from Bill Cosby, I think. Oh, solid. Uh, yeah, another guy who. Oh, Law of yeah. attraction. I, yeah. You saw me. Yeah. You saw me. You saw me go to the creative part of my brain. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fucking leave it alone, man. <laughs> fucking leave it alone. Just kick that low hanging fruit somewhere uh, else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, see, I think that's part of it. You know, it's like, do you really have to? Like a lot of. One of the quotes I, re- I learned recently was great. It's uh, don't use your truth like a sword, mm. right? And a lot mm-hmm. of shit talking is what we think we see our truth, your truth is, yeah. because we have a better eye on I'm gonna you beat than you, you have. I'm going to Eminem 8 Mile you. I'm going to say all the bad things about myself before you can back, say it. Back yeah. to Cosby. 
Hannibal Burris talking shit about Bill Cosby is what got that asshole arrested. That's right. You benefit. Yeah. Benefit, benefit of shit talking right there. Absolutely right. right. <laughs> fucking straight up. Absolutely Bill Cosby, right. Called him a rapist in his fucking stand up. And we and all were like, like, it was like, <gasps> look it up. And then people did. And it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So there's oh my one. God. Yeah. There's there one. All right. I think he. Yeah. I, I don't think. He, <laughs> I think that should be the one and only. That's the best one. Yeah. Top top of the top marks. They, that would probably worked on appeal because that asshole's out now. But like. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Fuck. But yes, that is an example right there. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. I would hope we would live in a world where we wouldn't need that, where like women would be believed that, the first that, time. That's right. that's Dark what I'm evolving to. Yep. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, that's that's a great point. Because it's like the whole crying wolf thing, and yeah. not to say women crying wolf, but if there's like so much shit talking that's going on out there, so yeah. much degradation of right. self and others, right? Where do we stop like believing anything, right? right. And, and even if if it sounds like oh my god, it sounds horrible what you went through, we just heard somebody else say something twelve times ho- more horrible than that woman went through. So like we're desensitized already. Someone had told me or I had read somewhere, can't remember which, but it was um, talking about how mainly, well, men and women, I'll say both men and women, will say about uh, victims of of sexual assault, like, oh, she's doing it for the attention, Um, which angers me to no end. But, But one person had said like, I want you to name all 50 of the victims of... Bill Cosby. Give me their names. Give me one name. Yeah. If you can't name, like they are not if doing it for, it for the if attention. It's, if it's like for it, if yeah, you it's, cannot that's, that's name really one point. defendant from, or wow. uh, not defendant, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You cannot name one victim. Like they're not doing it for the attention. You know, like it's, but it was like, oh, my mind exploded when I heard uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. I love when people those phrase those questions yeah. and they just like, they give you the perspective. Yeah. A totally different shift in perspective. Yep. Not uh, not on subject of the severity of that, but on just the shift of perspective. I was listening to this guy named Charles Eisenstein talking the other day, and I fucking love this guy. He's one of the mm-hmm. best philosophers, big mind, love the guy. And uh, and he was going on this diatribe about like um, the body and and you know us as humans. And he's yeah. like, we're always like my body, my body. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is my? Mm. it's me this is all me if this is my body this shows possession of and if it's i'm all of me then what the fuck am i what is mine what it oh like oh Oh. i never thought about that as like an like an like a separate entity right it's like my brain controls my body or my head controls my body he is i and i I am him Slim there are many like it, but this one is <laughs> mine. Thank you. Thank you very much. I did not know the second part. That's fucked, dude. I, I mean, that's not a hard one, but I'm just really glad you got it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, love those questions. Make yeah. you think. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the way we just talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are so disparaging about ourselves, and it makes it easier to be disparaging about others. Yeah. I mean, yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, one of the hardest things I am is on myself. Yeah. Like the things I say, the things I hold myself accountable for that I would never hold anybody else to yeah. the level we of any standard. Yeah, we are worst enemies. Yeah. When we can start to fix that, that narrative, mm. it just, it changes everything. You know, yeah. it really, it really shows the love that you can have for other people if you can love yourself that truly way. Yeah. And especially for uh, females, like if you are confident, you are 
cocky or uh, it is it is a negative connotation right. if a man is confident then he is uh he applies himself he's focused he's right. a boss yeah. and if you're confident you're a bitch or you know mm-hmm. whatever and it's like all of these uh constraints that you have to overcome which it would just be easier to be self-deprecating so everyone knows that you're you know you know what i mean like but it does it does no good for you no not at all not at all we all need to like step into our awesomeness and realize we're just like fucking magical creatures i was meditating the other day and i had a phrase pop into my brain that like because for me i have a big thing of um needing to prove my worth to others Mm. and my brain said to me you don't have to prove your worth. You get to share your worth. Oh, that's mm. great. And so now I just bask in that every that's day. That's great. Like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, because I don't meditate, mm-hmm. and I think it's rad that you guys both do that. It's changed my life. No and joke. No, no, and, no see, joke has changed see, my I, life. you know, like... 15 minutes, that's all was, I do. What was that nugget again you just had? It was awesome. Almost. You uh, you do not have to prove your worth. You get to share your worth. See... Yeah, that's awesome. My point is, is like, one, you found that, like, while you were kind of doing a soul-searching thing, as opposed to going to Bed Bath & Beyond and buying a fucking pre-framed thing that says, like, happiness is a fucking choice. (laughs) Live, laugh, love. (laughs) Live, laugh, love. Right. Fucking, yeah, choose. So the place I was at, choose happy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm fucking, if if I'm pissed off... Me seeing a prefab frame thing right. that cost eight ninety nine that says choose happy. But the only reason I was able to hear that is because I was able to quiet my mind. Yeah. So it quieted my mind from any irritation I had, any frustration, That's any awesome. all of that. So like I was able if I feel like if I had seen that when I was in a bad mood, I'd have been like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're in the right headspace, yeah. it hits different. I still get pissed off and I meditate. Oh, for a lot, sure. You know, and sometimes happens. there's some days I can get into it, and there's some days I do it, and I was like, "Well, that felt like a waste of time because I just was mowing over a million things in my brain." Yep. But I try again the next day. Exactly, it's a process. Yeah. I'm not angry. I have anger, <laughs> and if you have something, you can release it. Yes. Oh fuck, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can't handle this shit on strong acid. <laughs> <laughs> I am on strong acid. Yeah, exactly. I am strong yeah, exactly. acid. I, my, my pants are literally on fire. Yeah. <laughs> my pants are literally on fire. They were earlier. Like <laughs> a jazz cigarette. Oh, oh jazz cigarette. Well, that was great. Uh, anything else about shit talking before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, was it was uh, I mean, okay, so I gave the Bill Cosby thing, and we know I'm uh-huh. not. I'm, Any other the, benefits? Well, so I mean, I'm, I mean, I didn't know I was gonna have to come here in defensive shit talking because like it yeah. seems like this fucking podcast. I was like, okay, we'll talk about talking shit. Am I cool? Are we gonna? Uh, I thought we were gonna like. Talk shit about. I, thought, I thought we were gonna like have some shit, like you know, like. <laughs> Question well, there... for you: When you talk shit or mm. when you vent, how does it make you feel after it's over? Just out of curiosity, not leading at all. Just curious. Uh, You know, a lot of times, you know, I guess if I'm really to think about it, a lot of times I'm seeking validation for like what I'm saying or what I'm feeling. Right. Someone is get on your level. So so if I'm like doing this and I see someone kind of go laugh, a lot of times it's me saying something funny in a negative way. (laughs) Like if I get something, I'm like, yeah, you you know know I'm right. You know I'm right though. Shouldn't say that, you know, but I mean, 
at its perfect world, you probably shouldn't have to engage someone with negativity to fucking make yourself to get them on your right? on your on your way. I mean, fuck that. Talking shit's awesome, right? Wasn't that the point of the podcast? And yeah, then yeah, you yeah. Continue to do it. Continue to do it. To strangers, <laughs> strangers at bars at the end of the fucking night. <laughs> Unwarranted the all the time. Oh, best yeah, time. Yeah. Best, best time. Best time. Super hammered. As soon as you're done talking about religion and fucking his wife, <laughs> <laughs> then you should. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right. Well, Love it. see you Solid. next time. <laughs>